Star City. It's your man, Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets. And you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Hornets and Heartbreak Podcast. My name is Mark Bernanke. I'm here with my co-host, Tim Rogers. What's up, Tim? What do you do, Liquor Mark? I'm doing pretty well, man. So this morning, I uh, randomly didn't have work. Uh, This morning, I was off. I was just being lazy, like laying in my bed, scrolling through my phone. And uh, I saw the Hornets post their new and updated uniforms. And I shot up out of bed, threw on some clothes. Race to the Hornets fan shop uh, at Spectrum Center, and I uh, bought the new City Edition Lamelo Ball jersey. Tim, I thought I had to get there like as soon as possible. <laughs> last year they sold out Lamelo Ball jerseys pretty quick, and I like like parked in a spot and then checked the price for parking. It was like oh, I don't really want to pay for that, but they might run out if I go park somewhere else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I paid for it. And then I ran in, bought by the Lamelo Ball jersey. They had like fifty of them. Like I, they were, they were good to go. Like I would, I could have waited another. <laughs> yeah, I could have walked there and back, and they would have had plenty. But the point of the story is, Tim, uh, I am currently wearing the new Lamelo Ball jersey, and uh, yeah, I like it, Tim. It's pretty sick. The black jerseys. Yeah, it looks great. Honestly, I uh, wasn't a fan when I first saw them, but that's out on you, and I was sold. <laughs> also, um, a peak. A peek inside of what goes on with uh, Mark and I. We'll text throughout the games. You know, we'll text at night. I go to bed kind of early and, you know, he'll stay up late. And so I just pretty much respond to anything Mark texts me. I wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and uh, just woke up yesterday and Mark was just like, yeah, a couple beers in, uh, got some thoughts on the Hornets. We got to talk later. And then I messaged him while I was at work and uh, he was like, I can't talk right now, dude. Go into the go into the fan shop. <laughs> yeah, we have very different schedules. My schedule, I basically like work night night shifts almost. You know, like I'm working I'm working until like eight p.m. most most days, like twelve to eight basically. So so that affects my sleep schedule in a negative way. Tim, one of the best sleep schedules I know, honestly. Um, yeah, I pretty much work. I get up at five o'clock and I'm off work by like three o'clock. Yeah. So it's it's good some of the time. Unless um people are in town and are trying to party, and then I'm just a complete zombie at work that um <laughs> probably smells of Miller High Life. <laughs> All 
right, this this is a good way to open the podcast, Tim. We have some Hornets positivity. I like the new statement jerseys. I clearly am a fan of the Hornets. I'd like to express that again. I like the Hornets. I love the Hornets. But that gets us into the topic of today, Tim. Should the Hornets tank this season? All right, so Tim and I uh, have been, you know, pretty disappointed with the past six games. They have not been particularly enjoyable games to watch. Uh, in fact, they've just been they've just been terrible to watch. I'll go I'll go one step further. Um, I went to the Portland game last night in Charlotte, and although it was like relatively close, we were actually winning by twelve at some point. It never never was particularly exciting, um, and. Not once did I actually think we were going to win the game, which could just be my pessimism, but not, we did end up losing the game. Um, and yes, that, that gets us into like the tanking discussion, uh, that we're <laughs> today. Is it real quick? I think that should be our, uh, our season tagline 2021, 22 or 2022, 23 Hornets. Never particularly exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, LaBella Ball isn't playing yet. That's definitely a massive factor. Uh, and just being without our, our good players so far. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to examine just sort of the history of tanking and whether or not it's been successful for other teams in the past. So I'm going to give you all a history of tanking. It first started in the 80s uh, when the Rockets did it to get Ralph Sampson and then Hakeem Olajuwon back-to-back years. And as a result of this, in 1985, the NBA instituted uh, a system to make sure that that couldn't happen again. All of the teams from there on out that didn't make the playoffs all had an equal chance of getting the top pick. They realized that system wasn't going to work out very well because then the worst teams in the league would just stay the worst teams in the league because of this evened out lottery. So they made the lottery system that people should be familiar with where uh, the bottom team in the league had like roughly a 25% chance of getting the first pick. That remained the same until three years ago when the league flattened out the lottery odds and we have the lottery system that we have today. So nowadays the bottom three teams all have a 14% chance of getting the top pick. The fourth team has 12 and percent. If you have the worst record in the league, you're guaranteed at least the fifth pick. The second worst team in the league is guaranteed at least the sixth pick and etc. cetera. So uh, it's not as beneficial to tank today as it was four years ago, but still some teams are doing it. Um, Tim, you developed a thesis statement for the uh, for the listeners about tanking. What what is that? What is that you got for us? Yeah. Um, so you you sent me this text by like, oh man, like let's go through the history of tanking, and I was like, oh, and I was just sitting there very poorly painting at my job, not doing the best job, just <laughs> thinking about like, man, you know what's going on, and um, I'm a big believer that. The multi-year tank, you know, uh, aka like, you know, the process, as it was dubbed, um, kind of failures. But like the one-year tank, when it's like something just goes catastrophically wrong for a team and they just go from 35 wins to like 17 wins, that seems to just work out better. It's a small sample size, but um, I'm going to run with it. I, I think you're correct. I mean, I think we have enough examples listed we were going off the top of our head, going through basketball reference, uh, and, and thinking of teams that have tanked either successfully or unsuccessfully. And this, this pattern emerged for both of us that the multi-year tanks don't really work. The one-year tanks sort of do. 
So I, I have on this list three sort of resounding successful tanks. Um, the 96, 97 Spurs unintentionally slash intentionally tanked because a lot of their players got hurt. Uh, but then they rested those players for longer than was necessary. They ended up with the first pick in the draft. And who did they get to him? Got a guy named, uh, Tim Duncan. Big fundamental. Big fundamental. Tim Duncan. Very successful tank. Uh, in 0203, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were not very good already, but they traded their leading scorer from the previous season in Andre Miller and gave tons of time to players that weren't on the team the next year. They ended up getting LeBron James. Very successful tank, if I if I do say so myself. Um, then the Seattle Supersonics, they got KD. And then the following year, traded away Ray Allen and Richard Lewis for like the fifth pick in the draft and something else. And they ended up getting Russell Westbrook, the fourth pick in the draft, but they had the worst record in the league that year. So they, they were a very full-blown tank uh, when KD in KD's rookie year. I would say that was another very successful tanking job. They ended up getting that KD and Russell Westbrook uh, pairing. So what do those three things have in common, Tim? Um, they had a flagship star that they nailed, but also I would say an immense amount of luck. Um, I mean, obviously this is like no great revelation, but um, yeah, it's like, you know, the Sonics were probably bummed that they didn't get Greg Oden. Right. They're like, ah, oh. and then, you know, like they ended up falling, you know, backwards into Russell Westbrook, where they most likely would have taken Michael Beasley and or OJ Mayo. We would not be talking about a could have been dynasty if those guys were there. And the Spurs, if they got unlucky, they could have had Keith Van Horn. And um, I don't think that we would all revere Greg Popovich the same way if they ended up with Keith Van Horn or like Chauncey Billups out of that draft. You need a massive amount of luck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I would say that at least in the Cleveland and Tim Duncan years – I'm not as sure about Tim Duncan. I could be wrong about that. They were two, like, kind of clear number ones, right? And the thing, yes. the thing that this year has in common with that is that Victor Wembanyama is going number one, even if he breaks his ankle, breaks both ankles tomorrow. Like, he's still going number one um, in the draft. I, I think I think there's nothing that could stop him at this point from going number one in the draft. Uh, and that is very very similar to this situation where – where there's such a clear, uh, talented player that you want to get in number one. Yes, absolutely. It definitely depends on the year that you tank. Where, like, you know, this is a certain year where you end up with Victor, and there are other years where you might end up with Anthony Bennett. And it's kind of a lost season for no reason. Right, or Cade Cunningham. (laughs) 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 Yeah. A uh, little shade of Cade Cunningham there. Okay, uh, let's talk about some of the long-term tanks. So this is this is where uh, we are more negative about the teams that have tanked for several years. If you look at the Orlando Magic, uh, I mean, and Tim, you were the one who came up with this this one. I kind of forgot about them, even though they should be like the most obvious one. So do you want to take this one? Um. Yeah. They pretty much when you like want a team to tank long-term, it just throw in the towel and like invest in the draft. 
this this run of draft picks should like make you shudder. Um, I mean, they had bad lottery luck, and also just kind of the one year they did get the second pick was like you know looked at as like one of the worst drafts of the last twenty years outside of you know Giannis and Rudy Gobert, which were post lottery picks. Um, yeah, essentially, if you just end up tanking and you get bad luck and end up with the fourth pick, third pick, fifth pick, it's like it can just be a really depressing disaster. Yeah, yeah, they had Victor Oladipo, Aaron Gordon, DeMontis Sabonis, who they traded away, Jonathan Isaac, and Mo Bamba. Pretty depressing, that that slew of picks. That's not what you want at the, I mean, high end of the lottery. That's not even like late lottery picks. I think all of those were in the top 10. Maybe Sabonis was like 11, but almost all of them were, were in the top 10. Um, and... Not the close, the closest to like the best player out of those would be Victor Oladipo, but he played two years for the Magic. Yeah, and like didn't really hit it off until he was on his third team. I mean, like, you know, you look at this and like, you know, you play 2K, you simulate seasons, it's all done within like 20 minutes. In reality, there was a very passionate, like, you know, version of us, like a Magic fan that was in ninth grade. And then he's graduated college, and they still suck. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be brutal. I mean, the Hornets, can't say, can't say much better about us. We got, like, MKG, Kemba, Bismack, Biombo, But um, that that one, the Hornets and the Bobcats have never intentionally tanked. This Orlando Magic team, the difference is, is they just traded Dwight Howard away. Yeah. And, you know, they got... Vucevic. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, that just shows like, you know, and I guess superstar trades were just so much, you know, different back then. And I think because of the Dwight Howard trade, honestly, that could like be viewed as like somewhat of an inflection point. Like now Donovan Mitchell is getting like six picks traded for him. But back then they were like, oh, yeah, man, we can get this bench player off the uh, off the Sixers. That could be kind of cool. Oh, we get two first round picks. That'll be really awesome. And, uh, yeah, just never really converted into anything. I mean, tanking sounds great. Um, our man, Big Waz, always talks about it. If you're a GM, if I was a GM, that's what I would do. Cause I was like, that's job security. Like, you know, you like, Oh, just give me six years. <laughs> One of these guys have to develop. But in reality, it's like, man, you have a, you have a fan base where, I mean, just wasted years, 82 games. That's a long time. Yes. You just have to like try to talk yourself in to Mo Bamba. Right. Yeah. So so the multi-year tanks have not been successful. Uh the 76ers, probably like the most successful multi-year tank uh of uh of all time, where they ended up with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, uh Jahil Okafor. Nerlens Noel, yeah, it was supposed to be like the number one pick. But even that involved a massive degree of luck. If Joel Embiid did not hurt his foot with draft, they probably end up with Jabari Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I agree with you that there's a massive amount of luck. It's about like whenever you, you go into the tank, uh, I think it's like each pick is like like, I don't know, roughly 50-50 to hit, right? Like like all all of these players, you know, when when you draft number three, you just you just don't really know. 
if that player is going to end up being anything, if they're going to be an all-star. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not a guarantee. It's, it's, you're playing, you're playing the numbers. You're, you're playing a guessing game. Yeah. Like I think, uh, Kevin Pelton was the one that did this about three, four years ago for ESPN. Um, we're like, you know, the first pick, you know, you have like an 85% chance of getting like a starting caliber player. And then by the third pick, it's like 45%. Right. So like, it's like a massive drop. You need lottery luck. You need the right player. You need you like, the right system, right? I mean, like, so many things have to fall into place. And that's why, you know, as much as we like to bash on general management and everything, it's an extremely hard job. At the time, I probably would have taken Jabari Parker second overall. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think this one, if you ask Magic fans, was it worth it? They would say categorically no. 76ers fans, I think, would still would still say yes. Because there's the chance of Joel Embiid leading them to the promised land. And it's exciting, at least. Uh, I think they would say that it was worth it. Um, Minnesota fans might be on a different wavelength, though. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Town, Jarrett Culver, Zach Levine, Chris Dunn. Multiple years of terrible Minnesota teams. And not really anything to show for it, except, like, maybe now. But that's, like, a like seven years later, eight years later. Yeah. Like multiple different head coaches. Now at this point, new ownership and like they hit the picks like Andrew Wiggins might not have been like, you know, the perfect first overall pick, but like he's a, like he's an above average, like, you know, he's just got, you know, another hundred million dollar deal on his third contract. Carl Anthony Towns. People were like, Oh, the most offensively talented big man. Anthony Edwards, they definitely hit it. I'm not the biggest fan, but like objectively, they nailed it. Uh, late lottery pick and Zach Levine, they nailed it. And they still suck. Yeah. 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 They do still suck. The uh, Washington Wizards got John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr. in consecutive drafts. Sounds pretty good. They made it to, uh, was that an Eastern Conference Finals? Semis. Semis. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Yes, and then, um, yeah, IT, the hip, and then John Wall broke his hand against the uh, 60-win Hawks teams. I mean, things just kind of, you know, they had a couple bad breaks along the way. Otto Porter finally started to show out, you know, the last season's rookie deal, ended up getting an extension that made him a little overpaid. It's just, yeah, it's like, you know, even like Otto Porter for the third pick is definitely not what you want, but a lot of times, like, that's what you get. Yeah. Now, if you asked a Wizards fan, was it worth it? What do you think they would say? Um, the Grunfeld era was kind of tough because they ended up just trading a bunch of first-round picks for, like, you know, Markeith Morris, Bogdanovich. Um, I I don't know. It's someone that was always on the outside, and, like, you know, they're in our division, so I was kind of paid attention to them. I was never, even as bad as we were, I was never like, man, I wish I was a Wizards fan right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I really liked those John Wall teams. John Wall was super exciting. I think I think Wizards fans probably probably at least enjoyed that brief period in their lives, that like three or four year period where the Wizards w- could pretend that they were contenders. You know, they never were, but but at least it was fun. It's better than nothing. John Wall was a bona fide stud. Yeah, I mean, like injuries have really like derailed. I mean, he just had like one of the most catastrophic fall offs. 
of any first pick I can remember. But yeah, there was like a three or four year span where John Wall was like one of the five most exciting players in the league to watch. Yep. Yep. All right. This one categorical failure. Um, Cleveland, this time, like after LeBron left, they ended up with Kyrie, Dion Waiters, Anthony Bennett, and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, a later pick. Uh, if LeBron had not rejoined Cleveland, that team would still be like 15 and, and 67 right now. Uh, <laughs> they, they would, they would be so bad. Um, not it was not going well for Cleveland until LeBron decided to return. So that that multi year tank while LeBron was in Miami went horribly. And yeah, even like if it wasn't for Donald Sterling just being like unequivocally like the worst owner in NBA history, where they traded Baron Davis, um, pretty much just to get save like three million dollars that year because it was like trade deadline. That was the pick that turned out to be Kyrie Irving. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even as though like, you know, Cleveland's pick turned out to be Tristan Thompson that year and they were terrible. This was the year, you know, LeBron went to Miami. They threw batteries at him when he came back. I mean, this was like one of the most depressing seasons of all time. And yeah, just through sheer luck and incompetence on the Clippers part, they ended up with Kyrie Irving. And if LeBron was born in California instead of Cleveland's, they just would have been a massive disaster. I mean, they probably would still, they probably have eight number one picks on their roster and still suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Fun fact. Uh, you bring up Donald Sterling. Um, you know, he got, he got absolutely, uh, you know, what do you, what do you get banned from the league a couple of years ago? What, what happened? What's the, what's the exact. Um, yeah, he was, he was banned and, you know, we kind of talked about the sometimes good things happen to terrible people. It's like, yes, he was banned and like he's not like, you know, allowed to like to attend Clipper games anymore. He he still made two billion dollars off the sale. That's unreal. I, I learned in I learned in research of tanking though that he's actually like kind of the the founder of tanking because he wanted the Clippers to tank so that they could get a player like Ralph Sampson. And they did not, but but he wanted it to happen. Um and then the Rockets like kind of stole his idea. <laughs> and uh, I would say they did it a little better. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. The uh, the Daryl Morey of the eighties was uh, <laughs> was working for the Rockets and uh, had it all figured out. NBA fans, the NBA action is just getting started, and so are the incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any five dollar NBA pregame money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. If your team wins, check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored and more. I personally have been doing these bets with the Hornets recently and over the past six games I've been losing lots of money. So don't be like me. Bet on the other side of those games. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see show notes for details. Um, Cool. So we say all that, Tim, to say multi-year tanks. Not a good idea. Not what we're suggesting for the Hornets. We have Lamella Ball. We don't want to tank for multiple years. 
but we should tank this year. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, LaMelo Ball is not David Robinson, but it's like if you have a team that already has, you know, kind of like a all-star level player and you just take a, not not a rebuild, but a reload, it's like, yeah, if you end up lucking into, you know, this is supposedly a stack draft, but also so was the 2014 draft that Aaron Gordon, Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker, Dante Exum, you know, that was supposed to, Noah Vonley, that was supposed to be like one of the best drafts of the, uh, of the century. Didn't really work out, but at the time like this, when you have LaMelo and clearly this team is not going anywhere, if LaMelo maybe sprains his pinky finger and he has to miss another 25 games, it's not even like a, do we have to tank? It's like, do we have any other choice? Even if LaMelo comes back, it's like, well, maybe we'll be the 10th seed again. But knowing the Hornets, yeah, I mean, that 11th pick is just calling us. Right, right. So, like, uh, I, I don't think, you know, the, the likelihood of the Hornets intentionally tanking, I think, is pretty low. But we've lost, they've lost six games in a row, Tim. And uh, we are currently the third worst team in the league, according to tankathon.com. I pressed the sim lottery button right before we hopped on the call. And what do you know, Tim? Victor Wembanyama went to us number one overall in the uh, fake lottery uh, with tankathon.com. And uh, this year is stacked. We got Scoot Henderson, Victor Wembanyama. It's not a. It's not saying that the roster can't develop and that the roster can't get better. But yeah, what's the point of of being the ten seed again? There's absolutely no point. No, I mean, unless maybe we can just have like a nice run of being like historically like the worst playing team of all time. And we can just continue to just get blown out in these playing games. But yeah, I mean, cup check. It's just not a really inspiring team, I have to say. Um, you know, I still I enjoy watching every game, but uh yeah, it's just normally tanking teams like this are kind of fun. Even like, you know, OKC, they can be like Oh man, Point Poku, look what he's got going on. It's like, it's just not really that much fun to watch Kelly Oubre. Yeah. And, uh, I think I can hear the, like, the counter argument because I was making it for a while. They're like, oh, we haven't seen this team with Lamella yet, but we've seen enough. We've seen enough of the rest of the roster to know that the team with Lamella is at best 35 wins. Like, just, just add Lamella back to this current roster. That's the, that's the best possible scenario. There's no scenario where we go from three and eight to 50 wins. It's not happening. No. And like, you know, we, we really, we saw it last year. We had a better roster last year. Yeah. Um, you know, Gordon, you like, let's say that LaMelo takes a leap, but it's like, we've seen Book Knight. He has not taken a leap. Kai Jones is not taking a leap. The one player I would say that has taken like a significant step forward is Nick Richards. And that's like really Joe. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, that's like my favorite part of the season. I love watching Nick Richards offensive rebound. Like I'm not going to like be a hipster and be like, Oh, it's cooler than LaMelo doing a fast break, but I'm pretty enthralled every time I see him tussle in the paint. And that's a sign that our season is not going well. Right. Right. And I mean, we did, we did our whole praise for DSJ segment and we love, we love the Hornets. Like I love, I love watching them play. 
but not as much as last year. <laughs> uh, and like DSJ is great, but he's great as a backup point guard. He's not, he's not great as a 30 plus minutes per game guy. Um, there's time. I mean, we had three air balls last night in the game against the Trailblazers. One of them was Dennis Smith Jr. One of them was James Book Knight. I forget who the third one was. It's just like that shouldn't be happening that often in the NBA. But okay, let's let's talk more about this tank. So like, I've thought I've thought about it a lot. Lamelo Ball. The the counter argument would be that he would get uh you know he would get angry slash just like you know would want to go somewhere else if the team were to be terrible for a full year. If you look in the past, the other teams that we've talked about, they have good players on those teams for the most part. So, like, the Supersonics. KD played a full year, his full rookie season. The team was terrible. They were the worst team in the league. Uh, You know, David Robinson got hurt, but was on a terrible Spurs team, right? There have been examples of players sitting through a singular tanking season and coming back out of it very, very strongly. So if the Hornets are terrible this year, I don't think that's a, you know, Lamel's put up all the right signs that he's going to stay in Charlotte. He loves Charlotte. I don't think that's a, you know, 100% sign that he's going to leave. Yeah, I would say like, you know, let's say we were terrible Lamelo's first year and we ended up with Evan Mobley or like Franz Wagner instead of James Booknight. I don't think four years from now, LaMelo is going to be like, I need to get traded, dude. My rookie year sucked. Right. I think he'd be a lot happier. It's like sometimes, you know, take take a step back to take two steps forward. Yep. Yep. And the what you said about it being a reload rather than a rebuild is correct. Um, it's definitely just a reload. There are still pieces of this team that make sense. If the Hornets actually wanted, wanted to tank Tim, what they would have to do is trade Terry Rozier and or Gordon Hayward. If they actually wanted to do it, I don't think that'll happen. But, um, I, and I personally would kind of like to see Terry Rogier stay. He's a bit younger. I don't think his contract is too ridiculous. Uh, what I think they should do is trade Gordon Hayward, like to the Lakers kind of immediately. <laughs> yeah. You know, there is just some world out there where it's like, oh, yeah, we traded Gordon Hayward and the pick that became James Booknight for Miles Turner. It's like, <laughs> Um, I think that team would be a little more exciting now. Yeah. But it's always so enticed by what that could have been. And, you know, I mean, obviously, like, it's the 11th pick. It's not James Booknight. You know, if another, like, if Indiana had that pick, they probably would have taken someone else like Moses Moody or Sangoon. But, yeah, it's um, a little depressing. This is why we named the podcast Horns and Heartbreak, Tim. This is right right up our alley. You know, this is this is our kind of season. I'm excited for LaMelo to get back and just to be able to watch more exciting basketball. Um, but this past two weeks since the Warriors game has been brutal. And uh, I think that's a pretty good note to end it on, Tim. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, yeah, I, I like I like heartbreak. I, you know, I like more than most people. I like sad movies, like sad music. Uh, this season, it's it's kind of beat me down a little bit more than expected. Hmm. Mm. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little down. You know, I'm excited to watch the game tonight against the Heat, but um, yeah, they've they've kind of they've broken my spirit a little bit. We, I mean, we need Lamelo back, man. He's an he's an infectious 
personality. I took my mom to the game last night, and she's like, yeah, it's too bad Lamelo's not playing. I was like, you're right, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's bring her on the pod. <laughs> Lamelo ball expert. <laughs> Arch mom. <laughs> All right. Uh, shout out to the supporters of the podcast, TC Cunningham, Isaac Black, Xavier Harvin, and Dan Joseph, Brandon Garcia, Austin Johnson. You can check us out on Winnow to get live text updates about the team. We send out halftime reports with all the stats you need. Uh, I'll be sending one of those out in a little bit here for the Miami Heat game. Absolutely, and thank you to everyone that's taking the time to listen. If you could be so kind as to rate, review, and subscribe, we would really appreciate it. And um, as we say on this podcast, go Hornets. No, tank. Tank. (laughs) (laughs) We should tank. We should tank. We should lose every game for the rest of the season. I I love that we've had a role reversal. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. It's been real. All right. Be safe out there. Look at Mark. Peace. Peace. Peace.